Hi, I'm Gabby Bernstein, and you're listening to The Way with Sarah Stacy. I'm Sarah Raggi. And I'm Stacy Griffith. And this is The, the Way. Way. The behind-the-scenes methods of today's health and wellness superstars. We are so excited to have with us today on The Way, New York Times bestselling author, Gabby Bernstein to talk about her new book, Super Attractor. It's going to be super, 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 super fun. So enjoy Gabby Bernstein. Oh, and did they Here's give you guys the new book? Here it is. Have you not I received? I think so. What? Yeah, I don't think so. What? Well, can I talk about the new yeah. book anyway? I'll yeah. sign that one. And I'm, this is a disaster. You need the new book. Yes. What I'll do is I'll make sure we um, get you some. I feel yeah. like the last time you sent me a book, it came in this like amazing kit. I feel like. With like jewelry and things? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. It was so what? incredible. I need a kit with jewelry. I think that but this was years ago. With like a journal and then later you're going to get a deck. It came with a t-shirt. Address. Okay. And Probably. a candle and something else. Or that might have been somebody else's book. No. <laughs> it was mine. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they just treated me differently because like I'm in fitness or something. They did. Know. Because but you it was know. very cool. And this is this is your other book, but I just I love all your books. Okay, good. good. And your talks and everything. Like I just I you were yeah. such an inspiration Thank to you. both of us. Have you have you ever had like a Gabby Bernstein moment where she said something and she was like it was like zing like Yeah, I, you? all the time. I feel like we are one mind. Yeah. Yeah. Very like-minded. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. Very, very aligned. You definitely have those moments in class a lot where you say something. And she channels like, in class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. And She's... also Deepak, who's you know not very many people can say they have Deepak on speed dial, right. which mm-hmm. we're very fortunate to right. have that. But right. I feel like just his his essence and his being are, is very mm-hmm. us. He's very us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, can I share my Gabby Bernstein moment? Yes. I want to share it with you. Over so, salmon or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, let's see. So I had, uh, so my son's just turned three. So I had just had my son. It was probably a month yep. into like, I'm in the, I'm in baby mode, right? I'm learning how to breastfeed. I'm learning how to pump. I'm like, things are everywhere. <laughs> I had just started a production company in advertising because I was, um, always successful in advertising and kind of like made my money. And I thought that was kind of what I was supposed to do. But I had that voice always like, well, what's my purpose? Why am I here? What's there's something bigger and greater. And, um, and I randomly one night, so one of my girlfriends came to me and I had kind of always been, I'd gone to the integrative Institute of nutrition Mm -hmm. and I had studied like under a bunch of, um, Clonic therapists at it was it was light at that time. Did I was, you do clonic therapy for people? No, I didn't oh. do it, but I just went a lot, and it, I had my own health. Not issues. literally. I need to talk <laughs> to you. she. She well, she went a lot. She went a lot. Yeah, I went. Uh, yeah, I went um, and I went. But I want to talk to you about that too. Yeah. So so anyways, but I had like I always struggle with health issues, and so when I was in my mid twenties, I started down the wellness path mm-hmm. of like juicing and fasting and cleansing and colonics and infrared sauna and acupuncture and it just like everything that I did resonated with me. So in between advertising where I thought I was supposed to be making all this money and traveling the world and had this dream job at a young age, I was always running to a juice cleanse or running to um, write a plan for somebody or like trying to coach my father out of like his kind of high blood pressure and cholesterol issues. And so I was always doing this while I was on the side, while I was doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And so randomly one night, this is like the universe, right? So I'm 
I'm, I finally decided to start posting on Instagram my wellness things that I do. Right. So out of the blue, some woman's like, are you taking new clients? And I was like, yes. So I start, I, I get my first client. I'm on maternity leave. That night, I'm on your mailing list for, for some reason. And I, you, something comes through and I click on it. And it's you talking about like how to take the next step or how to like, mm -hmm. what do you, what's your purpose? What are you really supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. And the first thing you say, I'm literally like, it's two in the morning because I remember I was writing this plan for this client, my first client. And I was up because the baby was up and it was like that mode and um, exhausted. And you were like, you said, what your what your purpose is is what you're doing when you don't think you're supposed to be doing that. Yeah, right. Remember yep. that you're like mm -hmm. your your purpose is what you're doing when you're not when you're not doing what you think you're supposed to be doing. Right, exactly. And I was like, boom, like it was my light bulb, Gabby Bernstein. Mom. I was like, yep. Yes, I was it like, is. I yeah, will. So many of those. And then the, the second thing was you said use your current job as your venture capital. Yeah. Venture capitalist. <laughs> yes. yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yep. Yeah. And I'm sorry if anyone from my old company is listening, but that's exactly what I did. Well, they're they're grateful too. They're happy. You're happy. Yeah. But so anyway, well, some those, of them. <laughs> those two things like really were powerful in my life, and I left my company like probably three months after that. Go girl. Yeah. Yeah. So. That was my Gabby Bernstein moment. Gabs, how did you, how were you yeah. born this little tiny little creature <laughs> with such a big voice? Like, will you take us back to, I like to start people at 16 because I feel like that's when we oh, come okay. into ourselves. Well, you just started at my existential crisis. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, when I was 16, I was, uh, actually when I learned how to meditate, I was having a lot of depression, anxiety, fear, panic attacks, and I didn't, had no idea why. I, Do you have uh, siblings? I have a younger brother. Okay. At the time, I didn't know why. Now okay. I know why. Yeah. I then turned to my mother, who was a meditator, and I asked her for help, and mm -hmm. she taught me how to meditate. And immediately, in a few weeks, early days of my meditation practice, I started noticing my extremities going numb and just feeling like tingly and supported and relaxed and connected to something, mm -hmm. but beyond me, at which point... I was very aware that this was something I'd be using for yeah. my life. What kind of meditation was it? My mom taught me a mantra, so hum, so hum. Mm -hmm. And then I'd move, you know, I've moved on to many different types of meditation, but now I do transcendental meditation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't sit still I long that enough too. for that. Mm -hmm. I admire and respect people that can do it. I just, it's like, I can't do it. Okay. So mm -hmm. you're 16, you get mm -hmm. meditation. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, then I became a drug addict. Uh, <laughs> you get along in that department also yeah then i well it was really when i graduated college i got became a cocaine addict mm -hmm. and i was moving hard and fast for a yeah. long time which point i like through your 30s no 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 sorry oh. not for that long that's no. not that long i got sober 25 okay so i've been sober 14 years that's great october 2nd 14 years so i uh yeah, I I was I had my own PR business representing nightclubs, so well that you can just do the math, right? I mean, you know exactly. That was a good, yeah, that was a good. good Which nightclubs did you represent? Uh, I represented um, Cielo. Oh, oh my gosh, it's a good a one. Time. Wow. I represented. Um, do you remember? It was in the meatpacking. No, not in the meatpacking. It was up, um, like Guest like House Street. No, before that, I'd Kane, not Kane. No, <laughs> I did. Uh, this place that was like uh there was a fish tank in there i can't even remember it was like the tunnel 
No, there was like a mermaid swimming above the bar. Splash. You know what I'm talking about? What the hell was it called? I did the PR for them. No, it was like like uh, I don't. I honestly don't remember. It's so bad. I was. Good. But you did. Actually, you did good cooking. If you no, can't that, remember. that was. Yeah. A, it was actually a couple of <laughs> movies too. That nightclub. It was totally movies. And then I did uh, like small places like Sutra in the East Village and. Oh, I can't even. I mean, so many. And did so you many. get into the PR for nightclubs because you were a clubber and you wanted to yeah, like spread of. the word for when them? I or? Was in my, when I, my cousin is Mark Birnbaum, who owns like um, Catch and all those places. And so when I was younger, Mark, when I was like in college, Mark was like, you should be a sub promoter or whatever. And I was like walking out like at the night, like just say, say Gabby at the door. And yeah. now it's like, say Gabby at the door, but like for a very different reason. And so <laughs> say Gabby at the door and... And pretty much, I remember like walking out with like cash. And I Wait, was like, that needs excellent. to be a T-shirt for your Say next Gabby book. Say Gabby at the door. <laughs> yes, bring it back in a healthy way. Say Gabby at the door because yeah. it's kind of cute. Wait, okay, door. so you walked out with cash? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like you, they would just like hand you cash, and then yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I had all these relationships with these nightclub owners because I was doing all this promoting. And so by the time I graduated, I was like, I can do this. Like, yeah, I was just like, I had no idea how to be a publicist, but I made it up and was like, I'll call made your passion your business. Exactly. My passion at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I could sell anything that I was into. Yeah. And so at the time I was into it. But then when I got sober, I was like, I got, I obviously need a new job. And so <laughs> I very quickly started speaking publicly about my sobriety and what I was going through. And then started uh, leading, leading like, like 40 people at the Soho house screening right. room. And did you I, go through NA or AA or did you just go to I, rehab or what well, did you do? One of the traditions is we're not supposed to talk about it in the media, right. but I, yes, I had a recovery program that I will, will, will remain nameless Okay, and just out of respect to the program. Yeah. 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 Have you guys ever heard that? You don't no. say well, it. I didn't get sober in a program. I got sober like with my family and my relate, my partner, but, um, right. You know, I've been to AA since I'm 16 because my mom went through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I just feel like AA people a lot of times go, oh, I met that guy. He's in my AA meeting. I'm like, Very, isn't yeah, that what you're not supposed not to right. do? It's not right. And like the reason that we don't say it is like if I were to say it, and I'm being obviously like this is now we're losing the whole purpose. But the point is, is like if I'm like, oh, I'm in AA blah, 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 and then God forbid I go out. It makes it look like it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. So you're not supposed to speak about it in the media. Right. Yeah. So right. out of respect, I'm in a recovery yeah. program. Yeah. And, uh, no, but I think it's an important tradition. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, so house, and then you were speaking. Uh, the Gay Lesbian Transgender Center became my stopping ground for speaking. I would have this like tiny ass crickety stage and, and like <laughs> shitty, shitty PA system. Yeah. And I would set up the chairs with like my intern or whoever. Yeah. And we would set up like 300 chairs. That's so ourselves. cool though. It was really cool. And like the people that see me, I've been bumping into people that used to be part of that like early days and now they're still in the wellness world and stuff. And I feel that definitely that I was like at the forefront of the zeitgeist of just this wellness zeitgeist. And I yeah. can say that with a lot of humility, but truth, like a right. like 100% at the forefront. Like, yeah. like people were not, into this stuff like maybe they went to a yoga class maybe yeah you know yeah maybe. not it's just a, it's not a big adult, shift but in our, our generation right yeah. yeah and then here you are were you always just good at public speaking naturally yeah i kind of was you were like born with it that was the thing even this is comes back to like do what you love and it will become your thing yeah when i was like 14 i was the president mm. of the regional jewish youth group and i was like leading these like spiritual weekends i was like a sherpa you know right. and i was like super comfortable super comfortable and then and then when i was in my early 20s using drugs i was still like pretty high functioning and i was asked to speak at marketing classrooms or like the junior leagues and talk about entrepreneurship and marketing 
And I just love it. Yeah. Well, it's the gift of gab. It is. Get it? Wow. Yeah. So so when did you decide to like take it to the like professional next level? Like how did you brand yourself as who you are? Or did it just happen organically? Right up like right into my first year of recovery, I was like out there talking and I had a vision of what I wanted to do. My teachers were Marianne Williamson and Dr. Dyer and Deepak and yeah. you know people who had you know since become because close. because you were following them or because uh, yeah even when I was using I had a stack of self help books sure. next to my bed and I was, yeah, yeah of course and I was like really seeking right. and and then when I got clean my my sponsor gave me a return to love Marianne Williamson's book and she was like I just changed your life <laughs> and and she did wait you know what doesn't the the fact that you just said about the self help books next to your bed like even when you're using I felt like. When we were all using, it felt so normal because we had all these healthy things going on. I always worked out and we would always, we would like almost read from the books when we were high. Yeah. We'd be like, oh my God, you guys listen to this. Yeah. (laughs) Look at that. That was it. The height of my drug addiction right here. Right here. Right. Like, but the. Stacey's opening her book because you guys can't see us. It's so crazy (laughs) because we would just be like, it is really important for you to be in touch with who you are. And we're like. We're totally in touch. Yeah. Like we just yeah. felt like we were good. Yeah. Because- oh yeah. No, I remember being in nightclubs and looking at people and like, you're good. Like good nose. Good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally said that. Like yeah. I was such a mess. <laughs> but, you a know, mess, I was but a not seeker. because you were still in there. Yeah, I was a seeker. And I also think that, that and look, I've had a lot more bottoms since that point. And I think when you get clean, it's not, that's not the end point. That's the beginning. Yeah. Because getting clean. Then you have to figure out why was I using in the first place? Right. And I didn't really figure that out until 2016. Yeah. Because then it, you know, went from that to workaholism. Sure. And, right. the, you know, and then, and then it, which, which, you know, was in the pursuit of something good. So in retrospect, I'm not upset about that. Like mm-hmm. that workaholism had a purpose. Right. I wrote, I, you know, I've written seven books in eight years. Right. So, yeah. And well, and, there it is. Yeah. But the <laughs> la- yeah, exactly. But the last three books were not written from a workaholic place. That's the good news. Yeah. Mm. But that sort of making a movement but because I was so passionate about it and because it was such a good movement I didn't feel that it was workaholism until I realized that I was falling apart but mm-hmm. ultimately until I had my next bottom which was remembering re- remembering trauma from my childhood mm-hmm. and it was just associated trauma that I remembered which is one of the most terrifying things in yeah. the world and I've been working on that for the last four years. And I'm a brave ass woman. I am, I, I am so, the, if you were to be like, what are you most proud of? I wouldn't be like having a baby or, you know, writing seven books. Like, yeah. no, F that. Like, I want to say, can I say that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. I, I am most proud of the fact that I am going to the places that scare me. And I mm. said to my therapist the other day, I said, Listen, how I, I'm like, I think that 99% of people with this kind of trauma don't actually recover. And she's like, 99.9%. Wow. So, and it's something you didn't remember. Did not remember. No. Until did 2016? something spark it? A dream. Then so followed by being in my therapist's office three days later and her saying something that kind of it triggered, triggered it. it. And then I was, you know, wow. Remember. Wow. Did you write about it? I'm writing, I'm going to write about it, but not until I'm fully recovered and I'm close. Not, yeah. You know, and, and people say, oh, you can't fully recover. I'm going to fully recover. I'm hmm. going to be completely free. And by the way, when you're talking about physical things, like I have had so many gastro issues and TMJ to the point where I break my teeth. 
this is all trauma symptoms. So I don't have gastro issues or TMJ. I have trauma. I have psychosomatic issues, right? right? right. So I am I am recognizing that yes, I'm doing a candida cleanse and yes, I'm 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 exercising and yes, I'm saunaing and doing all the things I can do to detox. Mm-hmm. But without that spiritual detox, it's not it's right. not gonna stick. It's yeah. not gonna work. It's the pain body stuff. So Correct. do you think a lot of people are walking around with this sort of trauma that's not yet brought to the surface and that's what's kind of leading their They're lives? They're running. Yeah, hundred percent. It's running them. They're running. Yeah. Right. They're running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how does somebody who's not as in touch as you are, but you're clearly like in touch and intuitive and how do they how do they access it? To try to release it. You know, I wouldn't encourage anyone to try too yeah. hard to access their trauma. I think that sometimes it comes out when you're safe enough to receive it. Got it. And that was the case for me. I'd done a lot of, like I would say, go if you think you have a trauma, get into therapy as quickly as you can or get a get a social worker or whatever you mm-hmm. can afford and get someone, you know, pray for that person that's going to guide you and mm-hmm. let that person come into your life. Do you believe in those ayahuasca cleansing no, things? no. And not that I don't believe they work, but it's not for me. Yeah, I feel like it's just a a bad trip (laughs) waiting to happen. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I'm. It's not for me. Yeah, neither. No. Well, I mean, we're sober. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, talk to us about your new book. What is a super attractor? Ooh. (laughs) Well, a super attractor is when we feel good, we are a magnet for what we want. I'm preaching to the choir. But it's a book about getting into a good feeling emotion and vibration so that we can do less and attract more so that we can effortlessly manifest so that we can feel that awe-inspiring experience of just feeling all those synchronicities and all those connections and just such a good vibe of living life where you don't feel alone mm-hmm. and you feel guided. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is to be a super attractor. And we're all super attractors. We just forget. Yeah. We just forget. Right. Yeah, Honestly, I don't think I forget. I, I think I am so grateful that I am such a like a, a blessed ball of light for people. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm so I every morning I wake up, I'm just so grateful that I get to help people. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I just I I don't think like we always talk about this. Like, we're not narcissists. We're like our egos are are in check, but we love what we do. But I feel like um, the super attractor book or the like the ability to understand that you are one and i'm assuming that you're going to help people identify what type they are i'll pretty much it will help them identify how they're blocking it yeah either you are you manic manifesting are you pushing are you judging Mm -hmm. are you you fearful what is it that's blocking it and then the rest of the book is like how do we just tap into it yeah that's what i love about like how you sort of coach people and even just your email blogs like it's it's a it's um a plus b equals c it's like it's like here's what you want like big theme big idea and then here are the steps and you just do it with questions you just ask questions and on lodge is like oh okay and then i'm can clearly say okay that plus that that's how i get there yeah you make it you make you actually turn it kind of in not i don't want to say business plan but like demystify you, it you demystify mm-hmm. it and you take the woo-woo out of it like because what you what you say so oh i want to reach my purpose like okay that sounds woo-woo <laughs> then you're like okay here's how you're gonna do it yeah. Da, 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 yeah da and that's what i appreciate about you and your brand yeah i'm a translator yeah yeah and how but how do you figure that out like sometimes when you you, you send those emails you're doing like, it how you're to, you're doing it 
She has what? to get out of her own way. No, this but I, I'm like, how do you, that's just so interesting. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious how you turn it into almost like a formula. Uh, well, uh, everything I teach, I practice. So I wouldn't be sending you any emails that I hadn't applied in my own life or right. write them in my books. I also, so I practice them in a way that's simplified because mm -hmm. it's, I, I don't like complicated Right. And yeah, that, that's actually a really, you're, it's very simple. Yeah. Having a spiritual practice is very simple. Even the way she speaks, like in, mm -hmm. in her lectures or Clear. her talks, it's like you just, there's mm -hmm. you, a lot of times when you listen to someone that's in our field talk, yeah. I start to zone out and I'm like, yeah, okay. It's too But when you speak, it's like, I'm just like, yes. where, like, I just follow your train. Yeah. I think you're following my train also because I'm, extemporaneous and I'm in the mm -hmm. moment and I'm not I'm not like like I have an outline but I'm not like hooked on it yeah right and so, so your I, style stays <laughs> yeah stays yeah I was trying to figure out like like a script did you do a TEDx talk mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. I can't do a TEDx talk. I'm a really you know good why? speaking trainer though okay well maybe you can train I can me help you because I can't remember like if I write a I script I can help you I've got your back I'll I can't help. remember the you. and they're like you have to go by what you you write out the TED talk, you have right? You stick to the time, which is a disaster. My TED, watch my TED talk. I, I get on the stage, like, this is like 10 years ago. And I was like, uh, so last night I deleted my outline. <laughs> so this is what I'm going to tell you. I just did a talk. Wow. That's what Stacey's going to do. And my friend books the TED talk. So it's like, I mean, it's like It'll a no fine. brainer. But I can help you. What it is, is like, you have to get the beats in your head. Well, we'll talk offline. All right. I'll hook you up. Okay, good. <laughs> Let's do it. We're doing it. So what do you do in your downtime outside of your daughter? Son. Son. Oliver. Sorry, Big Oliver. I met Oliver. Boy. He's so cute. You did. You met him when he was so little. He was, a, he was very, very he tiny, was like tiny. Two, three months. Chunky and your baby. husband. Let's take them out of the equation for a second. And let's just like if you have two hours of of just Gabby time, like yeah. what are you doing? I'm exercising. I'm in the sauna. I am meditating. Mm -hmm. in the sauna what kind of exercise do you love i love uh trampoline mm. so i'll do uh i like this this lek fit workout but i can't do it every day because i've got some some uh piriformis things that okay. i have to be conscious of i like um my girlfriend melissa wood health she's got some nice stuff happening i like uh because i work out from home yeah because i live most of the time in the country when I'm in the city, I would come to a class. I would go to a yeah. cycle or something like that in the city. But I also will go to, I have a really cute country. I've got a lot of friends in the country. You'd be surprised. <laughs> like a crew, a crew, which is why I could live up there. And there's a really cute local gym that's in a barn. Oh, oh and that's my one dream. of my well, girlfriends who's like this like major executive but she like brought her business up to up to the country teaches a yoga class no like way. that's so like, cool yeah and like the people that come to yoga like have no idea what she's like who she is they just think <laughs> she's like the yoga teacher which is awesome not just the yoga teacher like that's a really important yeah. person in their life but like she then she's like off to like big business and that, that's that's like a movie of the week right there mm -hmm. yeah between yeah. the two of you and being friends and having that yeah she's dope and then it's cute and then, uh, yeah, I do. So it's a, like a yoga sculpting class, and I walk a lot in the country. When I was postpartum, when I was, so I had postpartum anxiety, depression, and insomnia, and it was oh. the darkest moment of my life. Oh Jeez. my dark, yeah, the dark, like like all those other moments. When you were like, little, or in twenty sixteen? No, no, no. When I had like the baby, recently, oh, yeah, just yeah. recently, just oh. after the baby, yeah. So. Um, so I want I talk about that a lot, and I want to talk about this. I know you have women listening. You so, should, yeah, yeah. Lay it on no, us. No joke. Yeah. No joke. No joke. And no people joke. don't talk about it. People, I would have died from it. I don't mm. think people know they're in it. 
Like, listen, I think that I think that there's extreme levels of it that you just like are like, oh, but I didn't know for two months. I was like, I just can't sleep and I'm just anxious and having panic attacks. And I was just trying to fix it with like melatonin and that and I wasn't sleeping at all. And then got to the point where I was here in the city and I didn't sleep the entire night and I was having panic attacks and I missed a talk and I've never missed a talk in 15 years of being a speaker. Oh, wow. And so I, uh, I was like, this is my bottom. And it should have been many bottoms prior to that, but that was my mm-hmm. bottom. And I called a friend who's an excellent psychiatrist in the city. And I was like, I, I really think I'm having a problem. And my therapist even had to get on the phone with my husband and I and do like an intervention. She was like, her tools are not working. Mm. This is a biochemical issue. Right. And then I got on a call with the, with the uh, psychiatrist who's like a leading um, fertility psychiatrist. So she knows what medication people can take to when they're nursing and things mm-hmm. like that. And here I am having authored seven self-help books and spoken to so many people with mental health issues, but never never had it, but didn't totally like have it to the extreme mm-hmm. levels that I knew. I had probably shamed people without realizing it. You'd been like, oh, meditate, you know, like mm-hmm. telling them some tool, but they needed more. Right. So here I was and I sat in this woman's office and the second she gave me a diagnosis and told me that there was medication for this, I was like, thank the Lord. Yeah. And it was the last thing I ever thought that I would do would be on would be on a antidepressant and I needed other medication at the time for my sleep and mm-hmm. never in a million years, but I'm speaking loud and clear to people about this now right. that of course I know that there is a you know major epidemic of overly prescribing things and people taking meds without psychiatric guidance. And I'm very well aware of that. Yeah. But without this medication... I would have killed myself. Right. And yeah. I am not saying that lately. I said multiple, I said on Mother's Day, I want to kill, I want to die. Wow. Oh, God. On Mother's Day, I want to die. That is crazy. It is the worst experience ever, but it has given me a voice for something, wow. for two things. It gave me a voice for mothers in postpartum and the urgency of going to your OBGYN or going mm-hmm. to your psychiatrist. And if you can't afford a psychiatrist, go to your OBGYN. They are trained to give you medication. And yes, is it going to be as guided as a psychiatrist? Maybe not, but, yeah. but you may need it. Yeah. And make sure you know how to, you know, you don't get off these things quickly and right. know what you're doing. But did you write a book about postpartum? Yet? I'm, oh no, I just, I'm still, I'm still recovering from it. So okay. I will write the book. My next book yeah. is going to be about conception, pregnancy, delivery, and postpartum. Yeah, for sure. How long did it take you to get out of the dark? Like, like, I'm, like this week? About? Okay. So, so it's taken, <laughs> no, no, it's taken I, I, and her I've baby's almost eight months. For two months. I've been out of the dark for okay. two months. Two, yeah, two months. Okay. But and your baby's I'm still eight. working on it. I'm well, it still... must feel good to be able to be in that place where you can actually talk about it. Because I know that like when I wrote my book, I wasn't out publicly about being a drug addict. Yeah. And I was like, scared to freaking death to have to yeah. speak at the why yeah yeah in front of a bunch of upper east side right people about being a drug addict and there i am sitting there with tattoos and you know it's like yeah it i was scared to death and it's the right. same it's, it's shame. the same feeling it's shame yeah yeah and i for me i've done so much work around that shame and and addressing it and now i've been able to go even deeper into it because i'm feeling safe enough to do that yeah and the thing is you can't just go on medication and just be like okay i'm good you have to do the work and when you're on medication, what's beautiful about it is that it, my, my therapist said to me, my psychiatrist said to me early on, she said, the medication will help you feel a certain certain level of safety that you'll be able to do deeper trauma work. Right. And that's why right now I'm doing the most epically deep trauma work. Yeah. And so if you you know are someone that's medicated because of trauma, 
don't just sit there on the medication and numb out, which you know ultimately I wasn't able to anyway because yeah. that wasn't my experience. It's not it. your genetic code anyway. No, I I am going far into what's going on, and you know I'll be off the medication soon, but it's it's been, it saved my life. Wow. Yeah. Do you want to say what the medication? Yeah, I'm is? on Zoloft, which is like the okay. one thing you can take if you're uh if you're pregnant or postpartum and it's so interesting you know here like like here i am right you know, for 15 years i've written all these self-help books yeah and given all these people tools and right probably many times said like you know we're overly medicated and you know shamed it yeah and i even so much so that i i did a blog with um my team about anxiety and i let my team members write about it as well as myself and one of my team members is on med on meds yeah. and she wanted to write about uh, her medication. And I, I said to her, I was like, this is going to start a really bad conversation. Like we shouldn't you know, <laughs> go there. And when I got on my meds, I called her and I said, I owe you the biggest apology. Aww. I shamed you. I mean, she was crying when I got on the phone with her and I was like, she, I was like, I shamed you. I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And I want you to go back and rewrite that blog. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, I feel like you should be on one of those commercials now for Zoloft, like how Bob Harper had the heart attack. And you then know, he he got on TV and he was like, look, I'm, not I'm Bob gonna, Harper. I'm not going to go start like promoting, promoting like big pharma. But what I will say is, you know, if you are having a biochemical issue, you need that support, mm -hmm. but you need to be guided along the way. Yeah. And more importantly, you need to do therapy alongside it. Right. Uh -huh. You have to do the bigger work yeah. alongside it because you can't just take a medication and think I'm done. You need to take that medication, do the heavy lifting and then get off that medication. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're meant to get off it, plenty of people are not meant to get off of it. Yeah. But I am. Well, I have ADD. I, so I feel like it's probably, I was on Adderall like 10 years ago. Yeah. And it just was making me too close to home with my Your ADD addiction. is a gift for you. Yeah. Me too. I'm the same. Yeah. It's so use it. I'm trying to navigate the ADD and the OCD. Like I get very, you know, I have to have yeah. everything in place. Yeah. yeah. But is that normal? Is it not normal? Like I'm Look, still. when you're functioning and you're not like melting down or wanting to kill yourself, like, like there's <laughs> things that you, there's tools for that. Right. But there's other places that we go to that the tools don't work or not enough. Right. It's funny. Like you must have felt in that moment, did you kind of feel like a phony that you had written all these books and then you're now you're like taking like what do they call it um um imposter syndrome no i didn't feel that but i wasn't gonna talk about it right mm -hmm. until right? you got through and it. then i actually talked about it randomly a few weeks ago so i'd been on meds for a while i did say right away like on my social media like i'm seeing a psychiatrist right and i think that says but a lot. that's still brave yeah yeah like i don't know that i would do that well why well here's what happened i've was diagnosed and I felt so much shame around it. And so I'm healthy enough to be able to do this at this point that I was like, okay, identified. If I feel shame, then I have to talk about it mm. because I'm safe enough to do that today. I'm not mm -hmm. recommending people go out and start, you know, yeah. <laughs> screaming about their shame yeah. as if, you know, <laughs> until they're feeling really stable. Yeah. But, uh, I spoke about it. I know I've saved lives by speaking about it. Of course. Yeah. You know, I think it's such an important subject, this subject around, pregnancy fertility like there's such shame around IVF also yeah and people don't talk about it yeah and I think that just to address all that in your next book is oh, it, there's me, such a need for it right now yeah I, I trust me it's all um, in there yeah I'll be in there yeah thank you so much for listening to the way for more information on brands we're loving and products we mention check out our website at thewaynyc.com yes yes